0: This
1: is Monstras. Welcome to our next episode of Monstras. I am Brenda Salguero, and
0: I am Orquídea Morales. And remember, you have the PhD. I am Dr. Morales, <laughs> Doctor Orquídea Morales, PhD,
1: PhD. Um, and today we're talking about this bullshit theory, theory air quotes that I absolutely hate called ancient aliens and why did i want to talk about this you know it's not a monster i know it's not a monster but i kind of wanted to explore colonialism this is how i'm rationalizing Mm -hmm. it colonialism as a monster and examine the many forms that that takes in subjugating and oppressing people uh especially you know modern people that exist today so one of those wo- forms of subjugation and oppression i think manifests definitely perfectly in this insane theory called ancient aliens and it's a theory that's very well i shouldn't even call it a theory it should be a hypo. it should just be a hypothesis or just bullshit i should just call it bullshit because that's exactly what it is and it is popular enough that it has its own like whole series on history channel it's like 12 seasons or some ridiculous amount of seasons, um, which just continues to propagate this bullshit. But anyways, you had your doubts about me and this stupid-ass topic.
0: Yeah, so we... I think... <laughs> was it the, the first episode we had this com- We've only done... This is our third one, and I'm already lost. Uh, <laughs> I think on the first episode, we talked about my dislike for aliens and, like, how... That's right. Yeah. Uh, I just don't like them they they creep me out i don't want to hear about it and i don't want to believe in them you know like they're just i'd rather not know if if something's out there i'd rather not know i'm okay dealing with ghosts and monsters on this planet other than that it's too much
1: so you don't want to know about all
0: the monsters in space no that's that's already no that's big no (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I wasn't sure where this was gonna go when we started talking about aliens, Uh, but when I was, like, listening to you and reading through your notes, I really like the idea of thinking about colonialism as a monster, and then focusing on, like, the the ancient aliens aspect, so I was thinking about, like... um, how different spaces of knowledge, like universities, libraries, and things like that. We, I mean, I work at a university. You work at a library. We know yeah. that these spaces kind of create these narratives that make white supremacy that maintain white supremacy. So the idea of ancient aliens seems so far out there. Yet we both work in spaces where it's, you know, it's, it it still like it still resonates. This idea that. Obviously native americans are not smart enough to do this.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like they can't put, you know, one giant stone on top of another giant stone. I mean, you have
0: you have plenty of slave labor at the time <laughs> to do anything you want. Yeah, and so yeah, so I'm I'm really interested in what we're going to talk about today now. I wasn't then, but I am now.
1: <laughs> okay, excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I'm glad I brought you on board because I do so unlike you we're actually on like the opposite spectrums when it comes to things because you believe in ghosts and stuff. I don't. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't think they're real, but I do think aliens are we- real, for sure. They I believe it.
0: No. no
1: <laughs> you say I think they're real, but not in the way that this theory or hypothesis or bullshit theory uh, presents to us. I think that they do exist. They're just not, uh, they probably just took a look at us and just like the rest of the country looks at Florida and j- they just said, no, no, thank you. We're leaving it be. Uh, adios. You know, that's what I, th- if, if aliens even did visit us, I, I just
0: don't, I don't even believe they did. I feel like they probably, like, you know, Florida man on Twitter. They probably have Earthman on Twitter exactly. and they follow it and they're like let's never visit. Earthman is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> Look at what they're doing to their own planet. And it's just constantly on fire. <laughs> what the hell? So it's just like yeah, they're 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 just like not about it. The other idea that I had too about aliens and and or an idea that's been proposed that I actually do follow and believe is that they they exist, but they exist in a completely different form than we think. So it could be bacteria. To me, something as simple as bacteria is alien because it didn't originate on Earth. Mm-hmm. Anything that didn't originate on Earth is, in fact, an alien. So they could also be not carbon based life forms. They could be like some other based life form. I don't know. What's out there? Hydrogen. Hmm. Something like that. So. That's my belief, at least, in aliens. I just don't believe in ghosts. So that's where we differ.
0: <laughs> I love that we differ, uh, though. We, I think this it makes it more interesting. We come from very different perspectives when it comes to the weird. Exactly. You don't have
1: to. There is no one way to be weird. You can be weird multiple different ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... I want to get. I want to just like jump right into this crazy ass uh, book and idea and story. So, everything we're going to be talking about today is very, very much based on this uh, 1968 book called *Chariots of the Gods* by. I am going to butcher this name, Eric Anton Paul von Daniken. Very long name. This man has too many names. <laughs> um, I don't like it. Uh, but then again, I shouldn't speak. Latinos have a lot of names. That's
0: what I was about now. to say as Latinas. I'm not sure we can say that. <laughs> I know. I know. I have a minimum of four like, names, so.
1: <laughs> I only have three. Okay. Great. Okay. So I'm I'm on the small side. <laughs> so it's really rare. Uh, I know someone with five, by the way, one of my volunteers. She has five freaking names. I was like, which one do I call you? I don't know. Um so what is the thesis of this book this crazy book where everything started so this is the book this book is where everything about ancient aliens began so i quote and let me quote it because it's ridiculous i claim that our forefathers received visits from the universe in the remote past even though i do not yet know who these extraterrestrial intelligence were or from which planet they came I nevertheless proclaim that these strangers annihilated part of mankind existing at one time and produced a new, perhaps the first, homo sapiens. So that is his thesis, is that we all came from alien jizz,
0: somehow. So. (laughs) Um, Just just to say, uh, the book is Chariots of the Gods. What? I don't I, I don't think you said the title of the book.
1: I didn't it's written in the notes. It's right here. Well, I know it is, but you didn't say it. <laughs> it's pretty stupid. I know. <laughs> I know. It's. just It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I'm glad you're getting kick out of the name already. Uh there's a lot to laugh at though. <laughs> so Let's. So I wanted to get started with like who is Danican? I'm just gonna call him Danican, Danny Boy, something. I'm gonna just call him that. So he is Swiss, and from an early age he was fascinated with astronomy, and he completely rejected the church's interpretation of the Bible. So he wrote the manuscript for what would become *Chariot*, the chariots of ah, *Chariot of the Gods*. I can't even say it because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> Around age. 43 but it was rejected um because nobody wanted this piece of bullshit uh, by several publishers until that is this other publishing company came in and said um it's called uh Juhlstein verlag said that they're willing to pu- publish this garbage if you can have like a professional writer actually clean it up so he was like all right fine i'll find a professional writer whatever so he found this dude named Uts Uttermann, whose pseudonym was uh, Wilhelm Rogersdorf. You know, I can't pronounce things. If it's not Spanish, I can't pronounce it or Japanese. So please bear with me. Uh, so he edited the manuscript and so they accepted it. It was printed in 1968 and it ended up beyond anyone's expectations uh, on the bestseller list. What do you think about any of that?
0: Uh, I love that he was 43 when it all came together because that, that gives me, you know, hope <laughs> that I might in the future do something really shitty that people like. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. That there's there's still time yeah. left for you to accomplish something really garbage.
0: Yeah, Fantastic. A girl can dream.
1: So, so some shady things about Danikin. Oh, man, I loved reading about this because it it literally gave me justification for hating this entire thing. First of all, Uderman, who you might remember was the oh my God, I already forgot already the editor. Uh, he was the editor. Thank you. <laughs> Even I forgot <laughs> he was I was like, I know who it is. I just forgot the name of the person who. Cleans up garbage. It's an editor. <laughs> so, Oderman was the editor who edited uh, this manuscript. Was a Nazi. Surprise. So Daniken was also pretty damn shady himself. He was arrested for both fraud and embezzlement. Not surprised. He took out one hundred thirty thousand dollars in loans under false credit references. He supposedly used this money for research. Uh huh. Two years later, he was again arrested for more fraud and embezzlement because he didn't learn his lesson the first time. And the court uh, stated that he was a writer who was living a playboy lifestyle. I, I just, ridiculous. <laughs> so basically, this book is already rife with problematic like elements, even before we get into the actual contents of this goddamn book uh also not surprised that it was endorsed by a nazi because nazis were fascinated with archaeology and the occult
0: so yeah
1: were you surprised when you did you read this part where he where i said that he was a nazi
0: yeah no um (laughs) (laughs) i did i did read it i did read it i was not surprised oh Uh, yeah no (laughs) okay great i was just gonna say again that This is my life goal now. I want to be a playboy, live a playboy lifestyle and embezzle money from the government. That sounds really awesome. And I'm really ashamed that I admire this guy (laughs) for his shadiness. I know,
1: right? (laughs) He's so shady, but he made it work somehow. I don't know what he's up to now. I know he wrote more than that. That Chariots of the Gods was his first book. Okay. I'm pretty sure he wrote more. I just don't know... Uh, what the other ones are because I wiped them from my memory.
0: That's probably for the best. This is bad (laughs) enough.
1: (laughs) It's bad enough. I just didn't... uh, Yeah, exactly. So then, what is Danikin's evidence as it pertains to Latin America? So, one of the things that we'll be concentrating on in this episode is Danikin actually pulls evidence from different parts of the world, but we want to concentrate... On Latin America today and just see like what is it that he goes over and states and brings up as evidence of this theory of this hypothesis that he has so the only thing in reading the the book and and I didn't read the whole thing I will admit I read a good chunk of it but I didn't read the entire thing Uh, The only thing in reading the book that I could agree on is Danikin's assertion that we are not alone in the universe, as I stated before. I do believe in aliens. I just don't think they have visited us. He also doesn't believe in flat earth. So also there's that. (laughs) So (laughs) one good thing, right? Uh, In reading the book, one of the things that really irked me, oh, my God, it killed me because I just hate this book is how he talked about colonization. So in one of the paragraphs uh, in the beginning of the book, he's kind of started describing a hypothetical uh, situation where we visited another planet and how we would act uh, when if we visited another planet. And that would be kind of the way an alien would act if they visited us. So he was kind of like using it as an example. Mm-hmm. So in the end, in describing this hypothetical situation full of primitives and savages, which he constantly uses this language in the book, uh, he proposes literally the exact same scenario that the Europeans did to the Native Americans. So let me quote this. Our astronauts would try to teach the natives the simplest forms of civilization and some moral concepts in order to make the development of a social order possible a few specially selected women would be fertilized by the astronauts. Thus, a new race would arise that skipped a stage in natural evolution. (sighs) I just... As soon as he said, we're just gonna fuck some women, just like the Europeans did, to, you know, my goddamn ancestors, thanks a lot, I was just over it. So, it is... To me, in reading this also, it is an interesting and huge heap of logic, or leaps of logic, sorry, sorry, that white people make in order to convince themselves of their own racist notions. Like, to me, that's kind of justifying, somehow, in this really subtle way, the colonization of Latin America and and basically all these different parts of the world. It's just like, oh, it's just, you know, the natural order of things, or... It's pushing humanity to the envelope. I don't know. What do you think? So I think,
0: um, when did Star Trek come out? Do you remember? I think it was in the 60s. So I'm just thinking like around this time, there was this whole push because um, to, to thinking about like space as the final frontier, right? Like thinking about space as the new Western, as the new place to conquer. So it's really interesting that this language of colonization comes out at around the same time. Like, you know, what are we pushing to next if we've already taken up certain spaces on Earth? And it's like, oh, we're going to colonize Mars. We're going to colonize all these other planets. Uh, and I did. That's a good Yeah. Point. So it's really, I mean, it's really fucked up. But it's fascinating logic, too. The idea that we would have that ability, right? Like, w- mm-hmm. what makes him think we would? We could get to another planet and they could massacre us. That's true. There's, but, but, would they, f- this is a fundamental question you're asking. Would
1: aliens want to fuck us?
0: That is a <laughs> I don't fundamental question. <laughs> <was asking. laughs> I think what I was asking was, would they want to kill us? And the answer to that would be yes, because why wouldn't they?
1: (laughs) That's true. I
0: don't know why I went with the other direction. (laughs) Uh, I don't don't know what you do on your free free time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Try to convince aliens to fuck me. Of of course. course, yeah. It's what I do.
0: All the time. All the time. Just a quick... But it is really interesting right yeah so and a quick aside there's this artist um i can't remember his name I'll, I'll look it up and i'll share it on the the website or whatever that uh paints stuff of his like his encounter with aliens and he talks about how oh my god he had um he's obviously american and he talks about how he was uh abducted by aliens and had sex with one of them and they they're in a relationship but now she doesn't talk to him and it's fascinating yeah i'll look it up and i'll add it to the to the website but that's what i kept thinking i'm like it's some loser i can't get a girlfriend and it's like obviously alien girls will like me right
1: (laughs) oh my god not even aliens would like you
0: at that point
1: oh my god that's crazy well
0: oh god i hate
1: humanity sometimes
0: uh (laughs) this is why you believe in aliens
1: uh, this is why I believe in aliens. Yeah. I just, I, just take me away, aliens. Please take me away from this fucking planet. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to also, before I get into the actual nitty gritty of the different Latin American, and I'm not going to go over every single example he gives because it's a lot. Uh, and we can only, we only have so much time. Uh I wanted to go into the four big civilizations of Latin America to lay the foundation for everyone else's understanding of what we'll be talking about. So that includes the Inca, the Maya, and the Aztec, and the Olmec. So the Olmec, which I'm totally fascinated about, uh, is the oldest and preceded basically all the other civilizations. They existed around South and Central Mexico. They laid the foundation for all the other civilizations that followed, including, like, bloodletting and blood worshipping, or not blood worshipping, but, like, sacrifices. Uh, And their remnants, I guess, you can find these giant, a hundred, I don't know how much, how many tons. They're, like, 500 tons or some ridiculous amount of tons. Don't quote me on it. Giant heads and sculptures uh, scattered about in different parts of this area of Mexico. Have you read anything about the Olmec's? Not too
0: much. The heads are really cool, though. I've seen them. The
1: heads are so cool. Yeah.
0: Oh my god, I want to touch one. Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I didn't touch it because it was in a museum and I respect that. Uh, (sighs) That's true. That's true. As a museum person who has
1: done museum studies and blah, 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 that is very good for you.
0: Yes. But I I definitely understand the desire to touch them.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so the next civilization, the Maya, rose around two thousand eight hundred years ago, around two hundred and fifty AD, and ended around nine hundred and fifty AD. Uh, just because it, in you know, caveat here, side uh, or a side here, uh, just because we say it ended, doesn't mean that the people don't exist. So just keep that in mind. Uh, they resided in the Yucatan Peninsula, so modern day. Southern Mexico, Belize, Guatemala, El Salvador, Yeye, and Honduras. Tikal tical, tical was their largest city. Uh, then we have the Inca. And the Inca are one of my favorite, favorite cultures to have studied. I actually took an anthropology class in Incan history, uh, which was super fascinating, taught by this amazing professor. No PowerPoint, she just sat there and lectured amazing. I loved it and it made me remember more about that class than any other class I ever had. So the Inca came around uh, to be around 1101 AD. That is when they began to rise in power and conquer the largest amount of land ever seen since Alexander the Great. And they did it in only 100 years, which is super impressive. It spanned modern Peru large parts of modern Ecuador, western and south central Bolivia, northwest Argentina, north and central Chile and small part of, or a small part of southwest Colombia and Cusco was their main capital. And finally, uh the biggest one of the biggest known ones or the main known biggest known ones are uh, is the Aztec Empire, which came to be in 1325 and settled in the valley of Mexico on an island, uh, uh, which was in a lake called Texcoco. They expanded and became a huge empire encompassing most of what is today northern Mexico, and their capital was
0: Tenochtitlan.
1: And I hope I pronounced all those. Did I pronounce that right?
0: I mean, that sounded good to me okay great yeah uh, and I, I did <laughs> I did I did want to echo what you said um that even though we're saying like the civilization fell or they were conquered things like that does that doesn't mean indigenous communities that are descendant of those indigenous communities don't live today right like there are still plenty of indigenous peoples um in all of Latin America and the U.S. so we have to keep that in mind um that we're talking about a specific time period um but that doesn't mean that there aren't indigenous communities now. That's-
1: exactly. Exactly. And there, there's a huge problem of erasure of indigenous communities, especially in, in places like El Salvador, which I studied. Uh, not there, but I studied the Salvadoran community. Uh, and I know there's this myth that they were all killed in this giant massacre mm-hmm. and that they don't exist. But what better way to oppress a group of people if they don't exist, yeah, how could I have murdered this person? They did never existed, so it's a huge problem. Anyways, let's get into the first theory here, or the first piece of evidence that uh, Danikin proposes, and one of them is um, Teotihuacan. So this uh, city is an Aztec city. It's it was called according to, and this is based on also. Dennikin brings it up, but also there are a couple videos that I watched on Ancient Aliens uh, uh, that is based off the, the History Channel, whatever. It was on YouTube. Whatever. Anyways, they called it the Rome of the Western Hemisphere. It was the largest city in pre-Columbian uh, Americas and at its height had about over 100,000 people or something. That might not be correct. I think it had more than that. Uh, it contains two large pyramids the Pyramid of the Moon, the Pyramid of the Sun, and a temple dedicated to Quetzalcoatl, who supposedly came from Venus. There are a 1,000 living quarters that exist right outside of the entire complex. Uh, Supposedly, according to the video, they do not know who built this structure or this complex, who ruled it, and what happened to them. They also claim that they don't know how they did it and how they were able to sustain that many people. They also claim, where did the craftsmanship come from? There is no evolution of craftsmanship developing. So how did they build this? And also they said, they called it, how did these group, this group of people build something in the middle of nowhere? It's not in the middle of nowhere. It's whatever, anyways. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not in the middle of nowhere. It's in a place. It's in the jungle. Uh, they also said that the technology needed to build these things did not exist. And could n- and absolutely did not possibly exist, uh, and because they have no answer to any of these questions, they just say "fuck it," aliens did it, right? Couldn't possibly be the uh,
0: people no. coming up
1: with their own strategies, of course. Yeah. I mean, of course not. No, of course not. Uh, the other thing is too, also in the book, Daniken brings up this mystery about you know why all these cities, you know, Aztec and Mayan ended up collapsing and why did the people seemingly like disappeared and left behind countless structures like that they put so much effort into building why would they leave them why don't we just start with the idea
0: why build it
1: and i'm like well why not
0: <laughs> that's a <laughs> like a fair the... response to a very stupid question <laughs> 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 because i do think um One of the things that like I I didn't notice that he talked about is the fact that all of this was destroyed through the process of conquest and colonization. So it's kind of hard to accurately know the histories of how things were built or what was actually built when shit was burnt to the ground and other cities were built on it um so that's that's really important to kind of keep in mind dude comes in and goes this is weird shit how did it come and it's just like well a lot of shit has happened since it was built we don't really know and that's okay
1: (laughs) that's okay not knowing is okay and also there's so many different histories that we don't know about and so much different things that we don't know about so them to completely dismiss Uh, the fact that they don't know how there's no evolution of craftsmanship like them building smaller pyramids and then building their way up so another thing that he brings up obviously is the is the why people ended up completely disappearing like the idea is that in our in actual archaeology which I took you know, people the Mayans did really disappear. There is like this whole idea of like them having abandoned their religious centers and then going off. But there's a lot of evidence as to possibly why, which he does bring up in the book and tries to like counter.
0: We know people move. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not a that's not a far off idea that people would just move um there's a lack of food there's disease there's you know yeah there's strife there's rebellion there's all these things that make people move that's normal exactly
1: so there is in looking um at the theory of like why the mayan civilization collapsed and i did take an also another class on mayan civilization, but again, that person used PowerPoint, so I don't remember the details (laughs) as much. (laughs) So, according to theories, actual good theories proposed by Jared Diamond, a darling of anthropology and geography, they state that uh, the Mayan civilization collapsed due to a combination of drought and deforestation. Which is really freaking interesting to me that that is what led to their collapse because it meant it was an environmental it was something that they created environmentally and it's an example for us today
0: right do you think California should be listening is that
1: (laughs) you know if if I were Trump that's literally what I would say it's just like get rid of the forests, just just rake them all down just rake it all away you know that makes total sense he also argues so this is kind of like a a, another aside Uh, and I'm going more into the Mayans instead of the uh, Aztecs but he also argues why did the Mayans build all the way inland and not by the sea and I'm like okay bitch (laughs) first of all it's the Yucatan what happens on the Yucatan every freaking year Can someone guess? It's hurricanes. Why would I build an entire goddamn complex in the middle of goddamn hurricanes? It just makes no sense. Yeah, they're not going to build by the sea. They're going to build inland where it makes fucking sense.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a good theory.
1: (laughs) You know, like, another thing that angered me is he used the idea that the Mayas uh, didn't use the wheel. So that must mean, I don't know actually exactly how he logics this, because on the one hand he says, they never use the wheel. How come they never use the wheel? These savages, they're idiots. But on the other hand, he also says that they were visited
0: by aliens. So wouldn't the aliens have told them to use the wheel? in the first place? Maybe the aliens didn't have that technology either.
1: (laughs) 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 What? How do they drive their UFOs, Orkidia? If you don't have a wheel?
0: They use, um, a joystick. (laughs) Two strings. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Duh. <laughs> so fucking stupid. So, anyways. Going back to Daniken's stupid argument. is Daniken argues that any intelligent civilization would obviously use the wheel. And the Mayans actually did have the wheel. They had the wheel, but they used them for toys. They would put animals on little uh, wheels. And so kids could play with them like little toys. Mm. Which I think is adorable. But... The fact that they never use the wheel is, there's two logical reasons as to why. One, there's no pack animals. There's no ox, there's no horses, there's no, there's not even a cow, a pinche vaca, you know, doesn't exist in Latin America at this time. What are they going to do? Strap 50 dogs to a goddamn sled, you know? Or to a a carriage? Strap a couple of jaguars? Like, it's not going to work. It's not going to make sense. So they clearly didn't have also the terrain was pretty bad. You live in a
0: goddamn jungle. Wheels are not going to really work. Yeah. I mean, there was obviously not a necessity for it. They they built plenty of other things. I'm I'm sure they were fine without the wheel in that sense. Like They didn't need to use it as a tool. Um,
1: Yeah. And it's. And something that just popped in my head too is that he's superimposing such European slash outside notions to this to these people. Like he's just saying, "Well, of course they would use the wheel," but without thinking about, "Hey, their environment isn't conducive to any of this technology. Like it doesn't make any sense. Why are you trying to impose your ideas?" and your notions, and your point of view onto this group of people that, first of all, made way more progress than you ever did with your stupid fucking book that you couldn't even edit yourself.
0: So, I, at this point, I do wish people could see you um, because there's (laughs) fire coming out of your eyes. (laughs) You really hate this guy. And I don't disagree with you, but you are... On fire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's so stupid. It's just so stupid. And it's it's one of those things where it's just like, it assumes
0: that people are just as dumb as he is. Why? Okay, so this is... Why do you think it was so popular? Why do you think it was so popular when it came out? And why do you think it's popular now? So, I think there's a lot of reasons. I think... One of them is
1: people love aliens, period. They love aliens, they love ghosts. ghosts. <laughs> and I think the same reason why people gravitate towards ghosts, they gravitate towards aliens. Uh, and it's because they want something that's bigger than themselves. They want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. I was telling my roommate, hey, you know, uh, I'm doing this episode on ancient aliens. And she was like, oh, that's cool. And she, I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but she was like, I totally understand the colonization like aspect of it, and the white like the upholding of white supremacist ideals, uh, and how it assumes people are stupid from the past and couldn't have possibly made these structures. But she was thinking of it more of like hey, these aliens maybe, like, visited us and, like, were, like, high-fiving us. I don't know. Something really innocuous (laughs) that wasn't. (laughs) Um, Or, like, even, like, paintings of, of strange objects that people in the past saw in the sky and they couldn't explain it, you know? Things like that. But not actually jizzing in an ancient woman and begetting a new group of, of, of homo sapiens. And I think that's what made people gravitate towards the it as well, is this idea that humanity has a special extra kick uh, of alien DNA, and that, that makes them somehow more special. That's why we're special on this planet. It's this ho- whole idea of, like, this is why you're special.
0: Mm.
1: Here's the reason. I think that's why people gravitate towards
0: this stupid theory, I th- and I so I think there's a difference too because with the ancient alien theory, it's aliens came here and helped these indigenous communities build weird shit because they needed the help. They're primitive. They didn't know how to do it. They did that, and yeah. then the other side of it is, if ancient aliens did come, then and no pun intended, then. <laughs> the, then they, would, <laughs> then they would mate with Europeans and uh, white Americans to create this higher race, right? So those are the two differences. Like, these primitive communities of color would be colonized and we would be treated like children while we would be bred with and we will, be, we will become aliens with them. And that's why we're superior to them. And that's why we're better than all these other people. Um, exactly. Which is...
1: it's ridiculous it's ridiculous i just anyways so let's move on to the second little uh thing on this thing which i think actually no let me see if it's the second one i numbered these and then gave up halfway through i think that's what probably happened uh there is another interesting piece of evidence air quotes that he uses, and the other one, this one is the ancient astronaut stone relief, which was found at Palenque, which is a Mayan temple in the Yucatan. Danikin says that even a child could identify this stone relief as a rocket, and some folks at home could probably look this up. It's just a Palenque, I just Googled Palenque astronaut Mayan temple thing, and it popped up this whole thing because of course it did and the fit so to describe it there's a figure that is shown on this and it's it's a stone um, what did you call it again Orquídia? Estella? Estella thank you God I remember this from my mind class if only she had used not powerpoint I would have remembered
0: this you're the so only person on that her. doesn't like powerpoint
1: I don't like it I don't like it when in class and, and being taught only with powerpoint because what i loved was that teacher who taught me my incan uh history class she she was such a good storyteller she just stood there and made stories and you know not made up stories but she told (laughs) stories about how the inca rose to power how they worked how they were this amazing empire but anyways we'll get into that in a second And that's why everything stuck with me, because she told it as a story, as opposed to a PowerPoint presentation that it's not a story. So one day I'll get better at my own presentations and do them without PowerPoint, too. But for now, I, too, suck. So anyways, no, no hatred on PowerPoint. It's just (laughs) this is how I remembered things. So the uh, Stella actually shows it's very decorative. It's really beautiful and it shows a man, or what looks like a man, but a person, a human being, reclined on this uh, huge stone, decorative stone. And they're kind of, there's like this T-shaped other uh, object as well, co- coming like out of the Stella that he's, or the, the stone that he's sitting on. And he's kind of looking up into the sky, and it looks like almost like a robotic mechanism of some sort. And so a lot of people call this an astronaut, an ancient astronaut. And it clearly looks like a rocket because there's smoke coming out of the sides of the rocket Uh, and couldn't possibly be anything else. So what do you think? So
0: (laughs) uh, I think... I'm just looking at it now, and it's like a giant rooster on top of the the whole thing um, is my favorite part.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's super, it's a super cool, Stella. Like, I'm just like, this is such a cool thing. Yeah,
0: it's really fascinating. And I think, so it's really interesting that when you were describing Danikin's upbringing, you talked about his separation from Christianity and how he went from, like, you know, science versus religion was kind of the way he was approaching things because that's one of the things that's really important when thinking about the imagery created by Mayan and Aztec communities. Like they had a very strong uh, worldview that was influenced by how they saw themselves in connection to, to these other planes of existence or how they saw, um, I'm not sure religion is the right wor- word, but like spirituality. So, for example, mm-hmm. like, I know the Mayans um, saw the world divided up in horizontal uh, way. So there was, like, four splits. And then, like, the underworld had, like, nine vertical splits. Um, Whoa. And then the upper world had 13 vertical splits. So there's, like, these different components um, that go into it, different, um, like, astro- astronomical um, events coincided with how they saw this the world split up. So one of the things that was really key for them was the Seva tree, which is this really big beautiful tree. So that might mm. that might be what's pictured um, in the Stella that also might be what's pictured just this, this idea of like sprouting out of a tree uh, or being in contact with the, with this like horizontal figure um, is connected yeah. to that right it's connected to their worldview. Of how it, mm-hmm. the the world is split But also their connection to, to nature And to the Seva tree um, So Again like you were saying The problem with ancient alien theory Is that we read things through our, our eyes Through our like contemporary eyes And we don't think about The the complex ideas that these communities had or have
1: Exactly No exactly And so that's why I'm like uh, Danik and Union, you and know, your crazy ass bullshit uh, <laughs> It's yeah we're looking at it obviously it's a we know what a rocket is we know what that looks like so of course we're going to superimpose that idea onto this image itself it's just it's and it's but it's wrong it's not the it's not the way the Aztecs uh, looked at themselves so I know you wrote a little bit about also Tenochtitlan yes, and its pyramids, uh, which we talked about earlier about, you know, it being the realm of the of the Western Hemisphere and why it existed and how it was built. They don't understand. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways.
0: Yeah. So I just wanted to say like Tenochtitlan and Chichen Itza, which was one of the major Mayan sites, like both of them were built with really clear astronomical ideas in mind so um the buildings were aligned so that the sun would shine in a certain way and and they would align with the moon in a certain way so that's why they Mm -hmm. they were built where they were built and how they were built um it wasn't all random Uh, Mm -hmm. but but i also think that that's what explains you know this idea that ancient aliens did it there's such an influence of the of astronomy in their buildings that it's just like, of course aliens did it. How would they know without you know, a telescope what's going on out there? Um, and also I wanted to recommend the, the article Templo Mayor, The Aztec Vision of Place by David Carrasco. Mm. It's really good. Cause, so he talks about, all right, we're gonna think about Tenochtitlan the way the Aztecs thought of Teno- Tenochtitlan. So from their worldview what what did it mean why it was built that way so i highly recommend it it's a really cool article
1: damn that is awesome well i'm gonna have to read it because that sounds
0: awesome <laughs> it's better than danik and i could tell you that much <laughs> i would be
1: so much more grateful to you
0: <laughs> for
1: that i would be probably more entertained and uh not as angry i would agree i wouldn't be uh, yeah i wouldn't be shitting blood like i am now <laughs>
0: Uh, so <laughs> you might need to go to the ER. <laughs> Your eyes are on fire, Did... <laughs> you're farting up a storm, and you're shitting blood. What's going on in California?
1: I don't know. So the other day I was uh, eating chocolate, and I okay. Now actually backtrack on that story. <laughs> the other day I went to the bathroom, and I was brushing my teeth, and I spit into the into the. Uh, Sink, Mm -hmm. and I was like, "Oh my god, it's brown!" (laughs) I thought I was dying, and then it turned out it was chocolate because I ate chocolate earlier. That
0: got it, like
1: literally, like ten minutes before that.
0: And you totally forgot. I completely
1: forgot, (laughs) and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I was like, "Oh,
0: (laughs) it's chocolate." It's like when you eat beef and you poop red.
1: (gasps) You think you're just freaking pooping out your insides. Yeah. yeah, Not fun. Not fun. Uh, so, so point number two, or piece of evidence that Denikin presents, is Incan roads and the Nazca lines. First of all, let's talk about the Nazca lines. The Nazca lines are actually really, really interesting. They, and they're very famous. People know about them. You probably, you know about them, Wikipedia of course. Uh, essentially, they're in the Palpa Valley and some of these, some of the, the some of the strips of, or, or I guess some of the figures are like 37 miles long and one mile wide. They're pretty huge lines that are kind of carved into the ground themselves into these amazing shapes. And so really you can only get the complete image of these lines if you go above and go up high. So, a lot of people, uh, including Daniken, put this as one piece of evidence that aliens came in and that they might be alien runways or their messages to the alien gods or whatever. That these giant, 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 uh, amazing pieces of, I guess, architecture you could say, but not really, are alien influenced and not human done. However, recently, Basically, they, they essentially solved what the NASCA lines were for, specifically. And they were to actually use underground water to have irrigation and aqueducts. And I'm quoting from this Motherboard uh, website article. So they were able to use underground water to have irrigation and aqueducts for agriculture activity. And in this way, it was possible for the NASCA to transform the desert into a garden. So in the desert, water is really important. Of course, uh, just like it is here in California. God, I wish we had more of it. And so water was really important. So the NASCA really, really built this entire underground, or not underground, but this entire uh, aqueduct system that used underground water. Satellite imaging showed researchers the area below the Nazca lines and they were able to identify like water channels that connected some spiral holes called burkoi, and they realized that they were part of an advanced ancient aqueduct system. So this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. So the way it worked is that underground water was led through these canals to the parts of the region where the Nazca lived and farmed, or actually the water was propelled in part by the spiral purkoi because they forced wind into the underground channels to push water through the system. So they use the actual wind itself in nature to push the water. I mean, it's just amazing what they were able to accomplish. This actually led credence to a lot of the current theories that actually existed, that the Nazca lines were ceremonial and they were linked to water. So basically what these are, these giant, figures on the ground are they're just ritualistic designs to mark where water is but also to thank the gods or whoever spiritual thing for this water because it was so important to everything that they did if there's no water there's no life
0: in the desert but isn't that cool i can barely build like an ikea cabinet You know what I mean? I can't imagine figuring out an irrigation system using tunnels and wind. (laughs) I would give up halfway through and die in the desert. That's what I
1: would do. I would just like, I would collapse and just fucking die. Daniken actually proposed that these were alien runways for spacecraft. So the next one is uh, the Incan Roads. Uh, and so, and this is really, this is gonna be really short because there is a lot of shit in here. But the Incan road. So, according to the History Channel video that I watched, <laughs> and that, and I believe Daniken also brings it up in his uh, book as well. It's believed that these roads are thousands of years older than the Inca themselves. They are an architectural marvel and were created without the use of the wheel. Again, of course, the we. I don't know what is these people's obsession with the goddamn
0: wheel what has the wheel done for us lately it goes round and round <laughs> <laughs> round and round. <laughs>
1: Make, like the wheels on the bus now it makes yeah. sense it makes so much sense so I was, aliens
0: with- <laughs> wrote that song
1: i knew it new alien conspiracy theory which alien race <laughs> did it was it the nordics was it the greys who knows one of them invented that fucking song anyways if these uh, these roads are a thousand year old blah, blah blah without the use of the wheel a draft animal or even written language so supposedly they've asked current Inca people or people who have descended from the inca um despite not having a written language They asked them, they basically went up to the random Incan people, um, currently living in Peru. They just went up to them and were like, do you know who built these? And they rightly said, no. (laughs) We do not know who built these fucking roads. So they rightly said no because their ancestors probably did. And why are you asking modern people? It's like asking me, did you build that road outside your house, Brenda? No, the fuck I didn't. Do you know who built it? I don't know. (laughs) Just use it. Leave me alone. You strange person asking me stupid
0: questions.
1: (laughs) What have you said about... What did you write
0: about this? Oh, my gosh. Okay. I had not watched the ancient Aliens show. Obviously, because I don't like aliens. It's not my thing. I don't find it entertaining. So I watched some of the clips that, so I watched this clip that you're referencing and then I watched a few other clips. I, I, I still don't understand the fascination with that show or how it has that many seasons. I don't see any science behind <laughs> it. Um, and yeah, like it, It's literally. It, it was. It,
1: it's literally just a bunch of white guys with crazy fucking hair just talking <laughs> about aliens. And sex with aliens. And who made this? And asking really stupid, who made that?
0: Like, anyways, continue. It sounds, when you say it, it sounds so simplistic, but that's exactly how it went. <laughs> they did go up to some random group of people in Peru and went, did you build this? And people were like, no. <laughs> I, I And I, I love that. I love the simplicity in that, that they felt that after years decades centuries of colonization and conquests they could go up to indigenous communities and be like you obviously remember everything that your ancestors ever did <laughs> so tell us about it it makes no sense um so so I did look into the Incan roads a little bit and there was this really cool article that I found I sent your way yes um, I saw it the, it's if for any nerds out there, it's called Innovative Technologies Used to Investigate Segments of the Inca Road and what it is, it's like a bunch of archaeologists and um, other researchers, they get together and they go okay, we're going to use this new technology to figure out what the heck these roads are so they did real science, or <laughs> as real as science can get um, and they to try to figure out how the roads were built and what we can learn from them um and so they, they figured out that the, that the roads were connected um, to a lot of like the Cusco and what is now Quito and things like that. Uh, and that part of it was built by the cultures that preceded the Inca empire. So maybe that's what confused some people. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the Wadi culture made some of the uh, initial portions of the road um, that the Incas then built on
1: which makes sense um, not one group is going to be building everything you build on the other person's work
0: yeah exactly and so the the study what they figured out um was or they were trying to figure out how inca communities used natural environment specifically water gravity and wind to create the road so like you were talking about um with the nazca lines mm-hmm. For me, that's what research is. They were like, "How did these people do it, and what can we learn about that? What can we, like, how can that help us understand our present moment?"
1: It doesn't. Um, it doesn't come from an assumption of that group of people, like this book started. They, he was like, "I'm coming from this place. Let me try to get all this evidence to fit this weird square hole where I can throw this, you know, rounded peg into."
0: Like, exactly. I'm just trying
1: to fit everything into this preconceived notion and idea that I already had, as opposed to true research, where it comes, like, it asks a question, like, a very basic, easy question, like, how did this come to be? Uh, but yeah, it's it's it comes from a place of, let me ask, and let me be open to learning, as opposed mm-hmm. to, let me make you believe this crazy-ass bullshit I'm trying to blow up your ass
0: yeah <laughs> then, so i just wanted to in, in the article um they say quote the tour the true extent of the road network is not completely known because the spaniards post-conquest either dug up the road completely in some areas or allowed it to deteriorate and fall into ruin under iron-clad horses' hooves or the metal wheels of ox carts. Today, it is estimated that only 25% of the route is still visible, the rest having been destroyed by the construction of modern infrastructure. So again, it goes back to that question of how there's no way to fully understand how or why these communities were built the way they were because so much of it is gone. Yep. So we can hypothesize, but I don't know. Aliens is not on the top of my list. No.
1: It's like you ruined
0: But definitely not for this.
1: You destroyed everything. And then you give credit to aliens when you're the one who destroyed all of the evidence.
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) Makes no sense. Um, that's insane. So anything else you wanted to say about
0: that or no? Uh Oh, so in 2013, um, I only found the program for this. I didn't find too much or what the presentations were like. So in 2013, there was a symposium at the Smithsonian National Museum of American Indian. It was called Engineering the Inca Empire, mm-hmm. a symposium on, on sustainability and ancient technologies. And it was super cool because all the panels were about... A sustainability and how ancient communi- or how indigenous communities understand that, right? Because when we think about sustainability and the environment, we think about it as you know, this is an American idea or it's a white idea, right? Yep. The, they are the ones that recycle and all this sort of stuff. And it's just like, mm, not really, it just looks different now. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. So, it's like the indigenous yeah. people are at the forefront of the environmental fight. Uh, the next part is on Tiwanaku and uh, Human. Tiwanaku uh, is the other piece of uh, evidence that Daniken actually pu- uh, proposes as well that takes place in Latin America, specifically in South America. So Tiwanaku is one of the largest archaeological sites in South America, located in western Bolivia near Lake, my favorite lake, Tiricaca. <laughs> <laughs> so Human is located outside of Cusco in Peru and is the historic capital of the Incan Empire. So according to Danikin, the structures at both locations point to alien interference. Uh, Each site has structures that utilize rocks that are well over 100 metric tons, which is badass. At Tiwanaku, the largest rock there is part of the Platforma Litica, and is part of a stone terrace. At Sacsayhuaman, the builders cut boulders so carefully and fit them together so carefully without any use of adhesive, like cement or anything like that. They just like plopped them into each other. So like Tetris. It's a true architectural marvel. It's famously known for how close the stones are and that they're so close that you can't even fit a knife or a blade between the stones that's how ridiculously amazing they are so daniken condescendingly and so condescendingly asserts that archaeologists know nothing which is absolutely bullshit because they use a couple of ridiculous little clay this is me quoting him actually i'm gonna do his (laughs) voice i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do his voice pretend i'm him So you've never heard them. I've never heard them before. So because they use a couple of ridiculous little clay figures, which cannot possibly have anything in common with the age of the mole. Okay, I'm gonna stop with the age of the (laughs) mole. I was trying to think of like what's the most annoying, ridiculous voice I can make, and that's the one that stuck to me. Um, You got it. Thank you. I'm glad I'm winning at something. Um, Anyway, so he says, you know, using ridiculous little clay figures, which cannot possibly have anything in common with the age of the monolith. Scholars make things very easy for themselves. They stick a couple of old pot shirts together, search for one or two adjacent cultures, stick a label on it, uh, on the restored find, and hey presto, this is me quoting him, this is literally from the book, hey presto, once again everything fits splendidly into the approved pattern of thought. Oh my god, the exact same thing I just accused him of, he accuses archaeologists of doing. God, anyways. As if using pottery shards isn't a legit archaeological technique used to date sites. So pottery styles change with time, and archaeologists actually do use those styles and those patterns to determine dates. Daniken also states that there is no way these humans could have transported 20,000 tons, which I'm not sure where he's getting this figure from. Uh, I'm pretty sure some of the larger rocks are about 200 tons, or I think I quoted something that it was like a little bit larger than that like a 100 metric tons yeah so like 200 tons um without either modern technology or get this aliens (laughs) because if we do not know the answer outright then it must be aliens anyways why is this bullshit
0: (laughs) so I, I'm just going to say, maybe like his shitty Nazi editor missed that. And it was supposed to be 200 tons, and he missed a few zeros, so it was 20,000.
1: Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Nazis couldn't count. Maybe. We all know that.
0: Yeah, yeah. We all know that. <laughs> so um, I couldn't find a lot on Saxayuaman, but I did find that it was used as a fortress against the Spanish in the 16th century. Uh, so that was really oh. cool. Um, And that... Tiwanaku, uh, around A.D. 500, was the dominant polity in the region around the Lake Titicaca.
1: Um, <laughs> never get over there,
0: it. I, I, you have the sense of humor, a 12-year-old boy.
1: <laughs> I've never grown uh, out of
0: it. That's okay. <laughs> uh, and that it was like by around 800 A.D., there were like thousands of residents there. So I'm, I'm sure they... Could figure out how to move things around if they needed
1: Well, to. I saw, a. I think I saw a documentary actually, not recently, but a while ago, where they actually recreated how they might have gotten those stones to fit together. And all they really did was they shaved down the stone and then they would shave the other stone that they were placing that stone, particular stone, into and then just plop them into each other. And the, the yeah. fitting of each other and the weight itself kept everything kind of together, which is why they didn't really need any adhesive. So it was done. It took a while to do it, but it could it could be done. It's not beyond the uh, reasonable you know, logic that this group of people, especially with this many people, could not have created these amazing structures. Listen, people are stupid. I 100% (laughs) believe that. But people are also really, really goddamn smart and innovative when it comes to something that they want. We created the atom bomb because we just wanted it to end the war or because we wanted it before the Nazis freaking had it, right? That's the only reason why we, we built it in the first place. So why is it so hard to assume that these ancient people could not have done the same thing because they wanted something and that they weren't innovative in any sort of way, that they couldn't build these things without a wheel. God, Um, it's crazy. So that's the end of all those weird evidences pieces. I wanted to kind of end on some general overarching counter arguments. You know, first of all, why? Why would aliens come down and teach us things? uh second of all like why do they think do we why do we think that people in the ancient world could not do these things you know they didn't have television to me they didn't have television that's the one (laughs) that's the one thing right now stopping me from innovating and building goddamn pyramids uh is that i have tv and i got shows to watch so they just (laughs) but they had they had endless times you know they also had slaves you know a lot of ancient cultures did have a uh uh steady supply of hard laborers and imagine what I could do with tv books if tv books and like porn didn't exist like what could we all do if those three things didn't exist so how productive would I be I'd probably invent really cool shit like a cool robot or some sort of I don't know maybe like a sex robot no that would distract people even more I don't think I would invent that I'd probably start my own cult.
0: You're (laughs) scaring (laughs) me. I don't think we're allowed to talk about aliens anymore.
1: (laughs) Well, anyways, why then? What are your some, like, counter arguments? Like,
0: some broader counter arguments? So, it just... I understand in the 1960s, anthropology wasn't quite the field it is now but they knew shit yeah Um, they did and 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 i am not a fan of of anthropology i think it's a problematic field Uh, but it's it's grown it's changed and and we know the Aztecs and the mayans had complex understanding of astronomy that shaped their worldview so there's no reason to believe that they wouldn't build things based off of that and also so thinking back to the stella if they did believe believe in aliens that's also totally cool you know we believe in, some of us believe in them now <laughs> so it's so it's completely completely possible that they did they did think there were other people or other creatures out there yeah that's also possible that doesn't mean that these creatures came and built everything in Latin America um uh, so I also wanted to point out so there was some recent research that showed the that was talking about the kipu knots or the Inca knots yes I've
1: heard about um, this research yes
0: Yeah, so they're, um, so they're used, like, as a form of of accounting and to keep, uh, numbers and things like that, but they also hold, like, um, they're also a language, so, um, they store information in, in, like, three-dimensional writing, which is amazing, and we're just figuring out, um, I mean, we are not, because I could never figure it out, (laughs) but scientists and researchers are just figuring out what, like, the, the key and the code behind that, um, So just because we don't understand it We're not smart enough to understand it Now doesn't mean that they weren't smart enough to do it Exactly Uh, And I think going back to what we started off with uh, The idea of ancient aliens Is really tied to this idea of scientific racism Hmm. Which is, you know We use empirical evidence In quotes to To justify racism So obviously certain groups are better than others Because, you know The shape of their heads Yep that was used for a while, like phrenology. Yes. If if your if the shape of your skull is different, that means you're inferior or superior. And I used to, so I used to do this a lot more before things got really shitty. No. But I would go. Oh God! <laughs> so if you if you go to like some of the white power websites, oh they have really interesting theories on there, um, and and some of them are like you know talking about how they are aliens and wh- how you were talking about right they're descendants yeah. of this like creator species others are like no they are aliens so communities of color and jewish communities they're aliens and we need to get rid of them they're like toxic for humanity so it's really fascinating how this idea of aliens and astronomy mix with science to to create these ideas of superior superiority,
1: yeah, um,
0: which is what this is all about. It, like certain communities are better than others yep. is what it boils down to. In their belief, I'm not saying that that's the case. <laughs> no,
1: in <laughs> just their <to> belief. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. No, we know that. We know that. Okay. Just
1: making sure. Just making sure.
0: <laughs> just making sure.
1: <laughs> but that's fascinating. I now I know what you do in your free time. <laughs>
0: You're welcome. (laughs) I used to do it, like, when I was an undergrad, I used to do it a lot more. uh, Now
1: it's too scary.
0: But those were simpler times. Those were simpler times,
1: the the Obama years. God. I think that ends it. I mean, I don't have anything more angry to say about this topic. I think I've said all that I wanted to say, which is that I'm mad about it and that I think it's stupid. I always said ancient aliens is racist. And I think... Even just reading that the publisher or the editor was a Nazi kind of lends a lot of credence to it. And also that Danikin is a giant fraud. Anyways, in conclusion, throw this stupid theory out the window and actually go out and learn some new awesome stuff about all the different things and amazing architectural features and architectural marvels that these ancient people actually did that's it please tune in next time for a next episode uh please leave us a review I mean I want to start reading like some crazy ass stories ghost encounters even though I don't believe in ghosts but I believe you and you can email those uh stories or anything any scary creepy monster encounters or any monster ideas that you have to podcast at gmail.com you can also follow us on Twitter, Pod- Podcast. And until next time, please don't get abducted by aliens. By ancient aliens. <laughs>